New episode starts now. Welcome one. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Liquor Talk Podcast. I'm your boss man, Mr. B. Jones. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have an exclusive round for you. Joining me today, this man out of California. He is the host of the Off the Stoop Podcast, and he also hosts a sports podcast. It's Mr. Wally Hippolito. How you doing, Mr. Wally? I'm good. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on, Victor. It's an honor. It's not a problem, man. So tell me how things been going for you since during, um since we're dealing with this damn coronavirus. Uh well, it's crazy, man. So I actually work in the medical field. Uh I work in market on the marketing side of it. Um my day to day has been pretty nuts. I actually just started going back to work again. I mean, pretty much against my will. But um it's it's been hectic, like dealing with doctors and nurses and talking to them and you know, not really having being able to uh, be in close proximity to them, it makes it harder for all of us to try to get our end, try to get our end goal going, which is like caring for patients and, you know, getting uh, where they need to be. So my work's ramped up, but, you know, you know, I'm just pushing right now, honestly. Hey, I feel you, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. You still got to be in close proximity to these people. Damn, so social distancing just don't apply to y'all, huh? Nah, and you know what? I'm not even, like I said, I'm not even a nurse or anything. Um, People around me, I, I'm, I'm Filipino, by the way, and you and you know Filipinos, we're all nurses, I mean, except for me. Uh, um, they, nobody's practicing that shit at all. Like, no, I'm the only one in the office wearing a mask. Like, I'm going outside on my walks, the only one wearing a mask. Like, as much as we... T- we they implore us to take it uh seriously it's like none of the nurses or anything are taking it as seriously as until they reach the hospital per se so i mean it's crazy man like california we're we're on some wild shit right now hey i'm in a state that's just as wild as california i'm in florida yes man you hear about us in the news man where it's crazy (laughs) And can you believe our governor is actually considering reopening the schools? I'm like, oh, what? Man. I don't know. I'm like, like, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Um, yo, I just read a crazy ass story today about Florida, actually. Um, so they, you know, they're releasing prisoners and you know, and inmates, right? Uh, a little bit early because, uh, you know, a lot of them are getting are catching the virus, and you know, it's a it's a big population in the prison system. Somebody, I just read somebody in Florida today. Uh, this the story broke out today that they, the day they got out, they came, they went back in for homicide and second degree murder. Yeah, I saw that story too. I saw it this morning. I'm just like, it shows maybe there are some people that are just used to the jail life and they will just do whatever it takes to get back in there. So. It's I don't know. It's wild because um, I I was I I did a little bit of thinking like you know this, you know that that particular situation it just like attests to how fucked up the system is and I don't want to like beat this dead horse because I'm sure everybody knows everybody that listens to your show knows but it's like come on man like there's no reason this guy should have got out and then the next day get get tapped for what like three different counts so I'm. I don't know. That's a story for that's a topic for another time, man. But yeah, let, 
it's crazy. No, I no, I feel you on that. I definitely agree with you that this the system is definitely fucked up. They don't they don't they don't prepare you for the outside life. They just keep you in there, do your time, then kick you out. Then once you once you're um done, they don't they don't mentally rehabilitate you to get you better. Like like in some other countries, they actually get you well to where you don't end up back in jail, America. They just don't do that. It's just a money grab. So. Exactly, man. I was just reading about Sweden and like, you know, I, I was doing a little bit of uh, researching for my podcast I'm recording tonight and they, Sweden doesn't even have any numbers from like the past five years of reincarceration. So that tells you a lot about like how how fucked up our system is, man. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Our our system so fucked up because we got a lot of uh, um prisons for profit. You yeah, know? a lot of companies are profiting off of these prisons, so that's why they're not really doing much to rehabilitate them to make sure they don't get back in. They just don't care because they getting money at the bottom line for these prisons. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, you you hit that right there, bro. It's like cash is king, right? Yes, yes, cash is king in America. It's sad, but um. Speaking of your podcast, tell you got two of them, man. So you you are goals right now. So tell me about your your podcast, Off the Stoop. I appreciate that, man. Uh, so Off the Stoop, man. It's um, it's my baby. I mean, uh, my other my other the other podcast that I host is the the Double Dribble Podcast. Uh, we're we're in a little bit of a break right now because you know there's no sports as much as we try to stretch that shit out. We don't want to look like Sports Center, you know. Asking about Jordan every other day. But off the stoop, it's like lifestyle, sports, culture, and just like all things that I probably wouldn't say on the double dribble because I get a little out of pocket, even though it's like two episodes in. I'm trying to, you know, stretch. I'm trying to stretch what I say a little bit more, you know, like get people thinking. And But it's it's all at, at the end of the day, it's it's lighthearted. But it gets really the topics get really serious. So like off the stoop is kind of my my step uh, my stepping stone to like um, to kind of learn about the greater world around me or like continue to learn about the world around me. So it's it, it's my it's a coming out party of sorts. Well, that's good for you that you have a podcast on one podcast that's your stepping out party and. Another podcast was for your sports. So what made you decide that you now was the time to start a podcast that was your stepping out party? Man, um, well, my homies, they're, uh, well, there's five of us on the double dribble. And, you know, they're all great. We got a great team over there. All great knowledge and insight. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a comic. But then I'm really like brash with like my delivery. I mean, I mean, I'll I'll admit this myself. I've been known to be called an asshole, and I I know sometimes I am. But then like that assholeness, it comes out of love, you know, and caring for what I'm talking about. And off this, and we're about fifteen to seventeen episodes into the double dribble, and it was around like maybe episode ten where I realized I can't bring up these topics. Uh, I can't bring up these topics to the homies, you know, because they they're not ready for that conversation. And that's no detriment to them, but that's uh that's just where I'm at. You know, I uh I like to I like to poke at the bear per se, but I will attack the bear right back. I'm not just gonna poke it, like I will 
I will come at the bear, you know, and off the stoop, it just, it just gave me the, the platform to, to attack those subjects and the topics that I want to. That's real. That's real. That's definitely real. I definitely feel you on that about attacking the bear and, you know, and honestly, I'll be, you ain't the only asshole here because sometimes <laughs> I, I'll be, I listen to my podcast. Sometimes I play, but I was like, damn, I really can't go off on people and, I work in a call center. Sometimes you got to be an <laughs> asshole to get people off the phone. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, because so I totally understand where you're coming from with being an asshole if you feel like you need to. So tell me, what was it like for you the first time you just did it by yourself? Because I remember that feeling. But what was it like for you? Yeah. So uh, the first time a couple weeks ago, it just it came natural to me, man. Uh, like I said, I was be I was able to speak my mind in a way that I didn't have to hold back on my ideas and I could go into a rabbit hole anytime I wanted, you know, like if you listen to the first couple episodes, the first episode I actually do with my girl because I wanted a nice introductory uh into who I am without just me, you know, and my girl as much as she loves me like she's a fucking hater, you know. She be hating the fuck out of me. So who better than her who knows me, who knows me and who's going to tick me the fuck off than and to tell like who my listeners who I am you know so why does your girl is your hater man cuz that don't sour cuz usually your girl is usually your number one fan your number one supporter okay, okay. <laughs> all right i'm not going to say she's a hater but i got to reword <laughs> that she she gives me reality checks she gives me the a so I've grown, so growing up in California, like, or just growing up in general, you know, I grew up playing sports. I was like, always like, you know, the fucking jock in high school. I went to college and played sports for a little bit. And then I, and my ego, it just, it's just like, well, it was, I had a huge fucking ego. And then I became a chef for a while. And I don't know if you've worked in like restaurants or anything, but chefs have the biggest egos. They like, we get our dicks. We yes, get our do. dicks stroked all the time by any. Oh, excuse me. I don't know. Well, can we cut? You right, good? You good? You good? You good? Ooh, right you on, good. right on. But yeah, uh, you know. So just getting stroked like that per se is just my ego just kept inflating, you know. And when I met her not too long ago, she just like she had to deflate it a little bit and put me in my place. So. I, I say she's a hater, but really, she just giving me good reality checks because I know at the end of the day, she has my best intentions. That's definitely real. That's real. That's real. So again, so what part of California? San Francisco, Bay Area, born and raised. Wow. Hey, you the third person from the barrier I had on Look and Talk. Yeah. Um, I, I had another person, um, the host of the Sit Down Podcast. And one from the Unexpected Theory podcast, I think she's oh, from shit. Oakland. I think he's from, yeah, I think he's from like Fresno. So I've had a lot of Northern California people on the podcast to come That's to the what's podcast. Up. That's what's up. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard too much from Southern California. Uh, you know, they, they're wilding <laughs> right now. They, uh, their, their mayor just announced that like they just locked down la- basically last week which is fucking crazy because the rest of the country, I mean, even Northern California is a month into this quarantine shit, you know, month and a half. And they just decided to close mm-hmm. the ports. They decided to lock down the city and make everything non-essential. 
but their Instagram thought and taking pictures and <laughs> it's pretty, it's hella funny, man. I, I, uh, I, I hope they wise up a little bit, but actually too, their mayor had just, um, he had just broken the sacred law, man. Like, you know, they say snitches get stitches. Like he's encouraging snitching right now. <laughs> you and this is the mayor of Los Angeles and Curtis yes. he said in a Man. presser like two or three days ago like snitches will get rewarded he trying to get somebody <laughs> killed man I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> I, I've been to LA like I said and I even I knew what parts not to go to you know what I'm saying I've been to LA I know how yeah. crazy it gets so he trying to get somebody killed. Yeah, you believe that. <laughs> he trying you know to test people, man. Like I don't know if it's just snitches on going outside or on any concourse, but he he's 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 a he's testing people, man. He trying to get yeah. somebody killed, man. <laughs> Come on, now you can't you can't you can't be out here snitching on people. So is the hate for Northern and South, Southern California real out there, or is it you know? Not, not as crazy as it is and people make uh, out to be. Well, my girl's from L.A., straight out of L.A. So, but as far as that, there there is some tension there, because. but I feel like with anything, if you give it that energy and, you know, you stroke the flame, uh, it, it'll, it'll turn into something, you know? Like, but, I mean, you, I'm sure showing each other love people see uh like comics and actors and you know uh officials it's all love because i mean at the end of the day we're still one fucking state you know it's really just the people in my opinion who don't who claim the who claim norcal or la as like their identity like yeah, like, gotcha. I, I mean, I'm San Francisco born and raised, like, I'll rep that shit to the day I die, but I'm not gonna be like, I'm not gonna be like, oh man, some, these LA folks, they stay copying me, like, y'all stay wanting to be us, it's like, nah, man, we should take that as an honor, like, I mean, because, in, in truth, like, we're in the internet age where everybody's copying everybody, so, like, that hate, it, it just, it's just like, it's a mentality thing, man. Yes, that that's real. That's crazy. But um, I do definitely feel you on that. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Liquor Talk podcast. This is the exclusive round. Ladies and gentlemen, I got Mr. Wiley here. He's the host of the Officer's Stoop podcast. He also does a sports podcast. So let's jump into a little sports. So I know you jump, go hard for the Bay Area teams. I know you do, right? I, I'm a Lakers fan. <laughs> yep. What? <laughs> I'm a Lakers fan. I'm throwing that shit right now. I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a hard, wow. I'm a Niners season ticket holder, but I'm a diehard Lakers fan. Rest in peace to Kobe. I fucking love Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe. I, I'm a diehard Lakers fan. How do you live? What was it like for you to live in San Francisco, live in the Bay Area? The Warriors got the damn, the Warriors holding it down and you repping the Lakers. What was oh, that man. like for you? Friends and family had, from 2000, okay, we'll back. I'll backtrack a little bit. From 2000 to 2010, I was sitting pretty. I had seen five championships, seen one of the great two, two of the top ten greatest players of all time, and I was satisfied, you know. And then um, 
But after that, it was just all bad. You know, Warriors won, and the first one was in 15. I was like, okay, I, I'm yeah. having a good time. You know, I'll party with the people. But after they got Durant, after that 73-9 and nine season, it was just like, Wally, come to, come to the dark side, man. Become a Warriors fan. You're from here. Why are you still a Lakers fan? Y'all are so trash. What are you doing? And I just had to say, nah, man, we got Lonzo Ball. It's good. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Brandon Ingram, we're all right. We got Kuzma now. We're good. So I, I just – I had to weather the storm, man. And I honestly – I might still have to do it for a little while because LeBron's getting kind of old. Although they were looking good this year, I don't know what he's going to look like next year. And the Warriors, they're kind of, you know, rumblings around here. I got some homies that work in radio. Like, the rumblings around here is that they're making a push for someone big. And I'm sure that's, like, national news. But, like, they're close, supposedly. They're fucking close, which is scary. Oh. Yeah, yes, that is scary because the Warriors are already good. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I don't blame Durant for going to K- – you know, joining us 73-3-9 team because at the end of the day, they're measured by how yeah. many championships you have, you know. And But I feel like he, he just made it a little too easy, but you know what I'm saying? But but I'm like, but that, that shows you how great LeBron was because I'm like, damn, the Warriors had to go sign KD to a team that just yeah, won 73 games. That was a, it was kind of a... Man. It, and that whole snake thing, I, kinda, I think it was bullshit, man. Like, but I, th- I, I think... It, it was just crazy. I, it, we're still in a crazy time. Hold up. Somebody's about to hit my car right now. Uh, but, but I got to ask you this. So what do you think about the GOAT coming to Tampa Bay? Man, I thought I – thought, I didn't believe – I was one of the – I'm a diehard Buccaneers fan. I was like, there's no way in hell Tom Brady going to sell the Bucs. <laughs> I've been saying that when I first started. I'm like, there's no way in the hell Tom Brady fan comes to the Buccaneers because he already damn comfortable with the Patriots. I'm like, there's no way. Because I'm thinking he's from Cali, so I'm thinking he probably mm-hmm. going to wind up with the Chargers. Yeah, but then but then when it becomes reality, I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. We done signed Tom Brady. But I still think that um the Bucks need to, like, get a quarterback, a young quarterback oh, no to, doubt. like, groom up behind him. Because Brady only got, like, like, two years left. So it's like. I'm just like I'm hoping in the Bucks. I'm looking at the Bucks. They still need to develop some like some kind of run game. You know what I'm saying? So because and, and that we have a 43 year old quarterback. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I know Tom Brady's great. But he ain't 38. Tom Brady anymore. He... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's saying. So I'm like I don't know if he's gonna be able to <laughs> throw them deep bombs like Jameis was. But honestly, I, I like Jameis, but you know. Like, but I just, you know, he just turned the ball over too much. So it's like I don't blame the Buccaneers for going in that direction that they um they did. So and plus I'm like I'm looking I'm looking like hey we gonna get some nice yeah. TV games now we gonna get some relevant we are gonna have to be relevant and then the one the real ice on the cake was we got rid of them damn hideous jerseys. <laughs> I was like yes. Oh go yes. ahead yeah. No, nah, I was gonna say everybody attempt to hate them <laughs> damn jerseys. Well, we'll see what happens on color when they release the color rushes, because you know them shits are always ugly. But yeah, man, my thing with the Bucks, they like Jameis was always good. Y'all had OJ Howard. Y'all got Bray. Your your O line isn't the best. You got, I mean, you obviously got fucking Chris Godwin and um and Mike Evans, 
But yeah, I don't know why you guys could never draft a run game. And every year during fantasy football, I'm a dumbass and think like Ronald Jones, uh, Peyton Barber, um, and why are you drafting <laughs> Bro, Buccaneers I, running I, backs? In my mind, every year I'm like, okay, seventh or eighth round, like these are gonna be steals, and then Ronald Jones disappears for three weeks, has one good game. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna keep him for a couple more weeks, and I'm. I'm just disappointed every time thinking that Jameis is going to either hand it off or dink and dunk or learn how to dink and dunk, but it's just me being naive. It's the system. It's the system. If you remember, go back to Bruce Aaron's days, wherever, how many teams, how many, how many times do you see him actually run the ball? He won to sling that rock about 1,100 sure. times, man, because we didn't really have the run game. So he was always pass first. I'm like, even and even some of the play calling I question. I'm like, why the hell is we throwing it on first down? First play of the game, Jameis throws an interception. His last game too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Overtime against the Falcons, I'm like, we lost to these motherfuckers. It's like I know you being a Niners fan. There's always that rivalry team, that team in your division. Like we lose to them, and you're just like, we we yeah, we really just <laughs> lost to these guys. You're, God damn. Man, how's it feel to be a 49ers fan, man? Y'all uh, came up a game short. You know what? Man. Uh, I Throughout the coronavirus uh, epidemic, I actually got over it because I realized, you know, there's there's actually... Here, here we go. So tell me what happened tonight of uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, so... Um, so um, let me tell you, six minutes left. I'm hyped. We just got the pick, 20 to 10. You know, the defense does their... Uh, does their IG pose, and my girl says to me, babe, we got this, we won, and I shit you not, I lean over, head down, I look to the side, and I tell her, in my mind, I'm like, you dumb bitch, why the fuck did you just say that, and sure enough, we lost, it was yeah, done. It, yeah, Look, my si- I was watching the Super Bowl with my sister. My sister said the same thing when Mahomes threw that She said, uh-oh, San Francisco about to win. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Because I know how fast Kansas City's offense is. I had yes. just watched them just come back in, against the Texans and against the Titans in, like, fast fashion. So I'm like, yes. don't let – I'm saying myself, don't let Mahomes get this ball against San Francisco. And sure enough – they let them get the ball again, man. It was it was ugly, man. I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna put this out there right now. It was a quiet Uber ride home. I I, I didn't talk to my girl the rest of the night. I wasn't pers- I wasn't saying I'm not saying I was mad at her, but I was just bubbling. I, I couldn't do it. If I had said if I had said something, we might not be together right now. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy part is like, cause I had just. You know, I, I, I'm a season ticket holder, so I had just taken her to the NFC Championship game. You know, she saw the magic. She saw how crazy it was. She saw, like, my diehard fandom. Like, I didn't grow up rich or anything. Like, I was broke. So to have these tickets and not and have them, like, at Levi's instead of Candlestick, it was, like, big for me. Man, how do y'all deal with that in San Francisco? Because it, like, the, um, the stadium, like, an hour drive away from, like, actual san francisco yeah yeah like an hour hour and a half with that traffic it's crazy i personally Man. uh i take the i take the train so i could get fucked up 
Hey, the train runs all the way to Santa Clara? Yeah. Man, how long of a ride that is? Man, it's shorter than the drive. It's like 45 minutes. Wow, that that's dedication right there. Because when I saw it, when I looked on the map, I said, damn, that's a far-ass location from San Francisco. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's, they fucked us on that one. But City didn't want to cash out for a new stadium. So, you had to do yeah. what you had to do. Man, how's it feeling now? Y'all the only team in the Bay Area because Oakland left and became, went to Las Vegas. Man, um, you know you know how we were talking about people trying to convert me from a Lakers to a Warriors fan. I'm trying to tell my Raiders homies, like, hey, it's cool. Like, you still live here. We You can come over to the dark side now. It's all right. Like, enjoy this ride. We're, we got a couple good years in us. We got a really good team. The Raiders aren't going to have a good team for a long, long time. Like, come, come join the bandwagon. We're accepting applications. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. The Raiders do got a nice stay in my damn Vegas. But I, I, I had to question some of that. I was like, why is y'all signing Marcus Mariota when y'all have Derek Carr? <laughs> I don't know. And they signed um, – I think they also signed Jason Witten, didn't they? Yeah, they signed him too. I'm like, what is John Gruden up to? I'm like <laughs> – I can understand Jason Witten because he's like an old veteran, but you would think by now with the team they got, they got some good vets, and they you would think they'd be trying to get young and get a and get a quarterback like Tua or Herbert or something. But yeah, we'll see. But I mean, if you're not that much in love with Derek Carr, then why don't you just trade Derek Carr somewhere to a team that might need a quarterback to like I don't know the Patriots or something like that? You know? You know, I've read. I've read and been been told that like the organization really loves him, like his teammates, his like, and the higher ups aside from Gruden. So that's why they're keeping him around. You know, they they love the kid, and they respect what he went through because before he got injured, they were a playoff team. Yeah. So I mean, they, I guess they 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 feel like they owe it to him a little bit, which is kind of weird because. If it was any other position, they they'd ship him off quick. Exactly, and honestly, and that's why I've heard about um Jameis. Well, I've heard the same thing about Jameis. Uh, the front offices love him, but the coaches they really don't like him. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I want to see Jameis get signed by somebody. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, Jameis, you gotta get on with somebody. You know? And yet he might be another QB that starts off in Tampa and then picks it up somewhere else. But I don't know. If he can quit turning the damn ball over. <laughs> well, do you think he – do you think, like – okay, this is a Raider-Tampa connection. So, Jamarcus Russell, he never watched oh. tape. <laughs> he never watched tape. You think Jameis doesn't watch tape? That's why he turns it over so much? Because he got the arm talent. That There's no doubt about that. But in the NFL, you know, it's all about those little the, – the little details. And you get that from tape and doing your studying. I feel like Jameis watches tape, but I feel like when it just comes to game time, it just you don't he don't really process it. It don't really click for him when it comes to game time. It's like sometimes Jameis will have him games where he don't turn the ball as much, but you know mm-hmm. he might throw one interception. It ain't like he throwing three or two interceptions, but he's just very inconsistent. That's my problem with him. But Jamarcus Russell though, <laughs> he flat out ru- that man. That man should be arrested for robbery, man. He flat out robbed the Raiders. Hey, you know what? People been doing it. People been doing it to players their entire like since the NFL started. So you got to get one in, right? 
Yeah. But actually, we done got a few and a few of busts that just robbed, just flat out robbed the team. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I mean, the next bus is about to be Baker Mayfield, honestly. I've been showing a lot mm. of hate towards Baker. Why Why you feel like it's Baker? Man, I, I mean, I watch a little bit of college, but he was really good. But one year in college, then you become the number one overall pick and you sit, you you say you're expected to save a franchise that can never save itself. Uh, it might not be yeah. him. It might be the franchise. But as the QB, you got to take the onus. You do. You do. And it's like it, it can't. And sometimes you can't even put it on the franchise because the franchise doing they get the pieces in place they need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got two of the best receivers in the game in Odell and Juice Landry. I'm like, come on. Now. And and you got a really good tight end and probably like a top five running back. Mm-hmm. You got everything. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and you got to help you. And I really feel like you got to help your defense by not turning the ball over because that was the same problem we had in Tampa Bay. We had a good defense, but Jameis kept turning the ball over so damn much and putting them in, in a backed up position. So. Baker, I, I've seen that with Baker, too, because he'd be turning the ball over just like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. No cap. Hey, the Bucks. I think I think we played y'all week two, something like that. No, y'all played us week one. Oh, yeah, first game of the season. Yo, that – Yeah, but the reason is because Quan Alexander was coming back to Tampa. That's probably why yeah. we put him um, – yeah, they wanted to hype that up, I guess. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true, but – uh, but that team, like, when I watched that game, that defense was fucking ferocious. Like, you're right when you say they didn't turn the ball over. And I guess, I mean, that honestly lends itself to running the ball more often, you know. But if y'all had it together, yeah. at least, a ha- I mean, I think if y'all had a Derek Carr or Mark or Marcus Mariota, you guys could have been a cool playoff team or at least contending at, like, 10-6. and six. Yeah, we probably could have last time. I really feel like if we had a run game and a QB that doesn't throw 50 million interceptions, yeah. we would have had a really good record. And plus, we were competing in the NFC South. And you know, the NFC South is like a very tough division. But now it's going to get even crazier because you're going to get to see Drew Brees go against Tom Brady twice Ooh, a year. I can't wait for that. Yes. Yes, you're going to see two really old QBs going at it. <laughs> and then... And then you got Carolina, who which I kind of lost respect for them of how they did Cam, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like they waited till all the other teams solved their QB issues, and then they're like, oh, we're going to dump Cam. I'm like, damn. That's how y'all do y'all franchise QB? And it's shady. The, the reports they were putting out, too. Cam put that shit to a halt quick when he read it on IG. He was like, no, y'all forced me into this. I love Carolina so much. Like, don't put this narrative out there. And I'm honestly scared of what, what's going to happen, uh, where Cam ends up, because I'm sure everybody's reading that he might end up in New England. And if that happens, oh, my God. Uh, yes, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, the Patriots have got, got a whole lot better. It's like I would have taken Cam down here in Tampa, or I was I was really thinking he was probably going to end up in with the Chargers, but Same. they like, oh, we like Tyrod Taylor. But I'm like, okay. I, I, you know what it is? I I don't know, man. I, let's, I want to put my conspiracy hat on for a quick minute. I think it's a, sim, I think it's a similar situation to Cap. Yeah. I, I don't think that um, – not to that degree where they're going to exile him from the NFL, but, you know, when Cap when, – uh, not with Cap, when Cam came in – 
they were they weren't fucking with him. They didn't like like the brash black QB who was like an MVP, who was the best in the league. And I just feel like they the NFL is trying to doing a little something to tear him down. I mean, come on, man. Like I know he's injured, but Marcus Mariota just got signed. Fucking Ryan Tannehill was just sitting on his ass, and he got paid a max contract. And you can tell me an MVP of the league Honestly, can't, can't catch a break? Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to take it a step further. I think the NFL has experience against black players because you see Christian McCaffrey got mm-hmm. paid. You know what I'm saying? He earned his money. I, I agree with that. But why the hell is Tennessee not paying Derrick Henry? Like, oh. That man basically carried the Titans to them playoff wins. Why is he not getting paid? And the the journeyman QB gets the contract before the superstar running back. I'm like, oh. what the fuck? Bro, yeah. Tannehill, I mean um... – Derrick Henry threw a touchdown pass title game. Or was it the or was it divisional round? I, either way. I think it was divisional yeah, round. He threw a game, he threw a TD in a playoff game. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill went one game where he threw six times. Like, I, I understand longevity between the positions, but you gotta pay the man that got you there. Like, you're completely right, man. Exactly. Listen, he he carried y'all past the Patriots with Tom Brady, and then you beat the number one team with the number one seed and Lamar Jackson. My the Ravens, I think they might make the Super Bowl mm-hmm. next year. But um, <laughs> it, it's crazy. I'm just like it, it's it's really shady about how they do certain players. I really feel like some players need to get paid, and then some players I'm like, y'all really just paid Tannehill, and all Tannehill did was Tannehill was just basically. He was he was just the game manager. Uh, he was less than a game manager, man. He was he was basically the you got to call it a new position. Like it's not even QB. It's like the hander offer because that's all he was doing. Yeah, the hander offer. offer. Just hand it off and make a couple of throws when he have to. So I'm like, I don't know what Tennessee saw in him because. Because you know what's gonna happen now is everybody's gonna key in on Derrick Henry yeah. now. I know he'll he a beast and all, but hey, Tennessee, they saw that they saw what Kansas City did to him. You know what I'm saying? But that's the game, man. That's the business within the business. Like they franchise tag him and they tell him, hey, if you kill it this year or have the same type of year, we'll pay you then. And like you said, they're gonna box it. They're gonna play eight man in the box, nine man in the box. They're gonna dare mm-hmm. the Hill and. Derrick Henry's not going to produce, and he didn't tell him, hey, you didn't do it like you did last year. We can't give you the max, man. Uh-huh. It's, it's a shady business, man. Shady fucking business. It, it is a shady business, and it's like, I ain't going to lie. If I was the Bucks GM, I would have called Tennessee like, hey, what y'all want for Derrick Henry, you know what I'm saying? Get him down here, you know what I'm saying? That would have been nasty. Nasty. <laughs> yes, that would be, man. It's like... But um, how are you San Francisco 49ers going to recover from next year, man? What do you think they need to do? Uh, first of all, we got to let Debo develop a little bit more, which he definitely did throughout the year. He's he's looking like a legit number one wideout. My my thing is we need to beef up the O-line a bit. Uh, our O-line, we got McGlinchey, who's pretty good. We got Staley, who like Staley, he's the one who's getting really old, and he's on Jimmy G's uh, – He's on Jimmy G's blind side, so we're going to need somebody to fill up for him. And uh, we just signed a couple of our corners back, which should be cool. Like, Jimmy Ward came back, which is a big piece. Uh, but we need to beef up our corners and our line the most. Like, our wide receivers, I feel like the 
we can get anybody in Shanahan's system to kind of produce. But those two positions the most, if we're going to continue to run the ball like we have, because our running back room is coming back. So that, that, yeah. Yeah, y'all run the backs that nasty. I ain't gonna it, lie. You need to tell, uh, you need to tell Tampa's GMs to hit up our guys, and you know we'll make something happen. You know, for a little Mike Evans or yeah, Godwin action, because you know? now <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that now, but there was a move y'all made. That I was like, why are they trading one of their best um, front seven guys for a first round draft? Pick? Oh, you talking about Armstead? No, when I, oh, I was Buck, talking about Buck, Buck, um, Buck. Buck, when y'all oh, okay. trade, yeah, when y'all traded him to the Colts, I was like, oh, uh, you know I what, know. Buck, uh, Buck, he was up this year, and uh, they knew we weren't gonna get there was there wasn't as much value in Eric Armstead, who, who I guess he showed a lot in the locker room as further than stats. Like I love Buck, but to get a couple first round pit first and second round picks for him instead of getting nothing for Armstead, it was like a really GM move to like build longevity and not just think Super Bowl or bust next year, you know? So we're thinking long game here. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense though. So what do you think of our report that says when, because I read somewhere that Tom Brady was planning the divorce from <laughs> New England when, because I heard this rumor that, that, that that originally that Bill Belichick wanted yeah. to trade Tom Brady to yep. San Francisco and build around Garoppolo, but Brady went to the um went to the Kraft family and the Kraft put Robert Kraft said no sir to Bill Belichick. Um, that I I read the Athletic a lot and from what I see that that shit is true. You know, like that's been if you did you listen to the Howard Stern uh, interview with Tom Brady. Uh, I heard, I, yeah, I think I saw that interview. I think that's when Brady admitted that's when he wanted to start playing. Yeah, the yeah. In so I mean, from from reports over here, that was really <clears> true. <throat> and my my thing is, I think my my stupid conspiracy theory had on again. My thing was, I thought I was thinking that okay, we're gonna Belichick's like okay, we're gonna give you Jimmy G for a couple of years. But when the time is right, you give him you give him back to us for a second round pick, and you get Tom Brady back. And then after we found out Jimmy G was the shit, he's like, no, 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 fuck that, fuck that. We're, we're putting a pause on that trade right now. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I think is, I think is Belichick may have wanted to get rid of Brady. I, he may have assumed that Garoppolo. Oh, was for sure. Ready. Jimmy G looked good when he was in like those three or four games in New England. He looked ready for that system. Yeah, so I don't know. So I've heard some people still in the media question Jimmy G as a QB. Now I'm like, I mean, come on now, y'all need to take yeah. on that man. Wait, so I gotta ask you. So uh, you're from Tampa, right? Are you a baseball fan? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I'm. I'm right with the Rays, but I'm just like at this point, I'm like, if they gonna take the team, to move the damn team to Montreal, because. That whole two city stadium shit. Yeah, is that shit's kind of wild. Ah, I'm just gonna put that out there right now. That shit sounds stupid, and I'm like, that that's just not fair to two cities. You hold them up like this. No, man, look, <laughs> y'all want to take the race, take the race because y'all been trying to get this new stadium for damn near years and years. It's like, and St. Petersburg is not gonna do it. 
And Tampa trying to work on it, but I don't know. They they ain't moving fast enough, so I don't know what. So wait, so how far is St. Petersburg from Tampa? Uh, it ain't oh, okay. like that's not minutes. too bad, but I mean that still is a hype for uh for like real fans. But man, like with the success y'all had this past decade, and comparatively to what Tampa, I mean the Rays, they gotta they gotta stay in town, man, because there's some magic over there. Not yes, they do, they do. I really do feel like that. They need to stay in town. It's like it don't help that our and I wish some of our executives would stay put. The executives that be putting the teams together to raise ownership, just let them go to other oh, teams. Shit. Like, that's what's happening. Yeah, that's what be happening because one of the Rays top um executives went to the Astros to become their new GM. I'm like, shit. really? And then we had another executive go to the Dodgers. He look at what the, look where the Dodgers at now. And obviously Joe Madden, you saw what Yeah, he yeah. Dubs. So I mean they're just letting go of the talent. That's all Tampa has done over the years is they will they'll let go of the talent and then get back the prospects because they can it's develop just cheaper them. And too. Then after a while they're gonna they're, they're just they're just yeah. they're not even thinking about the product. It's like um they're just thinking like, okay, if we win one, it's cool. If not, we're making money anyway. So like let's just keep the budget fucking we'll just keep the budget and we'll keep it moving. And and honestly, and I feel like that's stupid when you deal with the Yankees yeah. team like the Yankees who spend money like it's they haven't been doing it of late of like the patterns of the nineties, but they but when they have to, they'll drop that money out, they'll whip out that checkbook. And the Red Sox, I wouldn't put none past them, even though they um they cleared some cap room this year, you know. Yeah, they, uh, you know, yeah y'all but, are in a tough division every single year. The Yankees, the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah, we gotta deal with the Yes, we got to deal with the Yankees and Red Sox every year. And every occasionally Toronto and Baltimore mm. will show up. Uh, Baltimore you know hasn't been Baltimore since, like, Cal Ripken, man. And uh, Toronto. Yeah. I mean, Baltimore, yeah. Toronto and Baltimore both had them years where they both reached the ALCS, and both of them lost in those years. But but ever since, they've just fallen off. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I'm just Good. dropping shit right now. I'm fucking up. <laughs> So I gotta ask. So, um, so you um, had two podcasts, I see, or you did have a podcast and moved moved uh, to your, to solo. Is that? Yeah, no, I did have no, I had I did have one podcast which was on um SoundCloud, but then I switched over to Anchor, so that's probably why two of them oh, showed okay, up. So you. that's probably yeah, and that's that's probably what it is. I just I think that song might have to contact Apple about. I'll figure <laughs> that out later, but. I'm I'm trying to get like you and have a um sports podcast as well. Probably gonna do that probably in 2021. Probably once we get sports back. But how have you been functioning without sports? Uh, my, I'm gonna say that right now. She a lot happier because I'm not, bro. It 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 would have been the NBA playoffs this week, and then coming off of that, yes. we we would have just came off March Madness. Like I got a gambling addiction. Like. I, I'll admit that shit right now. I got gambling addiction. Not too much where I'll get in sh- with the sharks or anything, but I need to gamble as much as I can. And like, I just love watching sports that way. You know, it's become it's become a part of life. <laughs> no, no, I feel you on that. I'm that same way. Uh, only thing is, I, if I was if I was in the state, I could gamble. Oh, Better believe I'd be gambling. I got so I got so good watching sports. 
I had a chick that was um in another state. She be DMing for me for some pics. I'm like, oh damn, I'll get my pics right. You go ass keep DMing me. <laughs> I'm like, I Bro, might need to start you? After the ass. first two, it's like, all right, that was a trial. That was a trial, and then now you got to pay the full, or send. You got to send. You got to send some nudes in the DM. I'll take cash or the other. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I was being nice to only because some of the now some of the picks. I I think I one way I went like six and one or something like that. I was like, okay, you know what? I don't know. I, I'm being I was being really generous to it, but I know. I know the damn Ravens oh, fucked me yeah. up in the playoffs. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, really, that, Ravens? Nah, that, say yeah. less, bro. Say less. We'll, we'll just take that in. <laughs> the Ravens, like, yes, we just take that in. But get back to your podcast, though. So what got you the inspiration to do two so, podcasts? Um, I have a background in journalism. You know, I went to school. I went to school uh, here, here at home. Uh, I got a degree in journalism and history, and uh, I just always knew I wanted to express my ideas. You know, like earlier, I told you I was a chef, and I was just kind of finding my way. But like doing these podcasts and like getting back to read and write and research, and it just feels at home for me. Like it's, I'm I'm sure you feel the same way. Like talking and like conversing with people, it's just your art. You know, some people can paint a brush, paint with a brush. Some people can do UX design. You know, podcasters, we got the gift of gab. And then if we don't practice it, we can't we can't get any better. You know, our iron sharpens iron. So doing two podcasts, it's it's a job. It's work, but it brings me solace at the same time, man. It, I fucking love it. Yes, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. It does bring solace. It and also for me, podcasting is just that mental release. You know, what I'm saying I can come on here and just let it out. So I really feel you on on that, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Look and Talk podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. Go ahead and please subscribe, show us some love, follow us on IG at Look and Talk Podcast. Getting back to you, Mister Wally. So what is what can people expect for? Oh, man, it's sports, culture, lifestyle, shit, hilarious shit talk, sandwich between real, real shit, man. Like I, my first couple episodes, I go into like this, like crazy Trump rant where, you know, I, I don't, I don't bash him for the man that he is. I just take him for what he is, you know, and I just take it for what he's doing right now. Like I'm not. I'm not ever going to push my political agenda or anything. I just want people to hear what I have to say. And most of all, I want to create a community, man. Like, I I don't know if you enjoy this, but, bro, I had a good-ass time talking to you. Like, Hey, man, listen, why do you think I still do this shit, man? I'm having a good-ass time talking to you, too, man. I, I, and it's also connected yes. with people in different states. So now if I come to Cali, hey, I got exactly. some out here, you know what I'm saying? And listen... I've been talking to people in a whole bunch of other different states around the country. It's like, it's so beautiful. It's a beautiful thing of just networking with the podcast community. It's like, hey, hey, you need somebody, let's do this. So it's, it is a beautiful thing. I definitely agree with you there. So what does your other people have to say about you doing your own podcasting? From the sports well, podcast? Uh, you know what? Podcast. Honestly, they they got nothing to say because 
I bring I I I started that podcast, and it's not that I I always treat that podcast as ours, never mine, and that goes back to like the community feel that I want. You know, um, they they can never say anything to me because I bring it every day. You know, I do the research. I come to the podcast straight. I record the podcast on my laptop. I do the editing. I put out the Instagram. I put out the Twitter. I put out everything, all the social media that needs to get laid out. So, and that hasn't hindered at all since we started. So they may have an opinion. They haven't told me yet, but they can never say that I've missed a day or I, I, I did miss a day because I was vacation for my B day. But, you know, I tell the I tell them I treat this shit like a business because, you know, this is our baby. Like we don't have to be making the most money or we don't have to be making any money. But like we got to treat this shit like a business because people are listening. And if they think I'm not bringing and if I told them, like, we got to hold each other accountable. And if I'm if any of us are ever not bring it, call us out on it like. I'm not a tyrant, you know. Yeah, that's real, and that's and that's also like I've I've had learned that too through podcasting as well with people I've had on the team that they just not bring them. I had to, you know, I had to find my voice a little bit, honestly, to go ahead and check them instead of just um just toss them to the side. I should have been a little more transparent, but that's something that I wish I would knew about podcasting. What's something you wish you would have known about podcasting before you <laughs> Bro, got started? You we, you're recording on Anchor, right? Bro, I just found, we met yeah. we might have gotten to like a like 6 or 700 listens a couple weeks ago. And I had just found out that if I do the pre-recording and like talking about Anchor and how great it is that you get paid. So we could have had so much more money and like so much more funds to put into the podcast. If I had just done my fucking reading. <laughs> Bro, who you telling? Listen, I didn't find out about Anchor until about episode 71. I think it was about 71 of Look at Talk. And this was because <laughs> of a guest I had on. I was on their podcast and they were using Anchor and they told me it's free to have an account. And I'm like, really been paying SoundCloud all these months to host my damn podcast and ain't got to do shit. Hey, but when you're excited man. and you love the project, you kind of like, you kind of lose yourself in that fold, man. Like, I, I, I bet that's how you were feeling. Yeah, I was, I, I got excited about it and the only thing I knew about was SoundCloud because the person I observed on the podcast beforehand, they were using SoundCloud. So I was like, okay, maybe this is the way. I didn't know yeah. that there was all these damn sites. And, you know, and I said, once I found uh, Anchor's free and I can host it for free, I said, um, bye-bye. Yeah, yep. I, I need my knowledge. I feel you. Know you know I feel you, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so what's some advice you give to people who say they want to start a podcast? Uh, and ask this yet, but just, uh, all right, the one thing, is just love what you do, like, wholeheartedly. I'll tell you right now, like, I was a photographer. I sucked. I was a videographer. I sucked. And that's because I try to immerse myself in a world that I didn't realize wasn't mine. I try to put myself in an art that wasn't mine. And uh, you really just got to love podcasting, man. You got to love connecting with people and, like, and that's the biggest thing, connecting with people and loving talking to them and 
embracing community because we got a great community. Like you and I linked up because of pod promote your podcast. And like, I I'm loving that. I'm loving that Facebook group. Honestly, I'm loving it. Yes. I'm loving all the Facebook groups because I had to tell her, like I said, somebody, somebody, I talked to somebody about my podcast and they were like, um, I'm just trying to get my thing to pop. And I told them you might want to join some Facebook groups. So I hope they follow up and listen. Go ahead and join these Facebook groups because I hate yeah. to be rude and just add them. You know what I'm saying? But I, I want them to go ahead and do it themselves because yeah. these Facebook groups have been coming in handy. And the one thing I've hey, I ain't gonna lie. The one thing I've learned is if you just ask somebody to be a guest, yes. man, you'll have your that, that post flooded. every morning, man. Like I try to post at yeah. least once a, once or twice a day about either following on IG or fucking you know subscribe to my podcast and like let's link up like people people are down man and i love that shit i don't like the people who just do the follow for follow like i would really like above all else i want to connect with people just like you do and i'm sure our other uh, i'm sure our other colleagues want yeah. to like i love connecting with people i want to hear people's stories man so if we could do that and not just think about like the yes and shit like we'll get better together Honestly, and honestly, that's why I've that's why I've just gone through a blitz of just talking to a lot of people because it's like I like I, I'm starting to love talking to this shit because it's like you will find out so much more about people just yes. sitting down recording with them, and it's like because I remember one person I'm like, damn, you were a whole teacher before you started coaching, wow, and it's like, and then when you find out some people's professions, you're like, wow, you're in this field, tell me about it, you know what I'm saying? It's just conversation starters, so. I definitely, I definitely love it, and um, I definitely love it. I definitely admire it because, like you, I was in a whole bunch of other fields <laughs> that I realized I sucked at. But then I said, "Put a mic in front of me, and I can really express some of my thoughts." You ripped and, it, man! You fucking ripped it right. Me, and I see you, man. I I've listened to a couple episodes. I listened to the first episode as an introduction. I don't know if that was your first first. But I listened to the first and one of your latest, and man, like yeah. the progression, it's it's amazing, man. I, I'm definitely a fan of yours, and like I, I give you, I give you man, the most I appreciate it, man. I can. Man, I appreciate it, man. I give you the same compliments, man, because you you got two podcasts, and I'm like, damn, I need to catch up you because um, it's like I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna talk to one of my friends about doing a sports podcast remotely because. I talked to these ladies of the Natural Unbothered podcast. <laughs> By the way, when that episode drops, oh my goodness, that episode was hilarious. But these ladies, they do podcasts in different, they remote podcasts. That thing. So one lives in Alabama, one lives in Georgia. I think the other one lives in Texas. And they what? all remote together using Anchor. That's what, wait, were they like, yes. were they like friends before that? Did they just meet online? What? What is it? Okay. No, they were friends before that. Okay. No, they were friends before that. They were like friends for years. So they all moved to different states and they decided to do podcasts. And I'm like, wow, that is like this remote podcasting is a beautiful thing. So I would definitely, I definitely recommend Anchor for you use Anchor if you haven't done so already. So that way you can remote from wherever because in case your guys have oh, to yeah, miss the sure. show, you know, uh, no damn excuse. We, we've been having some fucked up episodes lately. We've been doing the Skype record. And none of us have showed our face yet on the on the page or our IG or anything. So we, we're kind of like we're taking a hiatus this for a couple weeks because there's nothing on the news and 
it just gives us time to like kind of sit back and like plant map out the rest of our year and see what happens. Yeah, that's real. So speaking of sports, so what you think of Michael Jordan Ooh. finally dropping this documentary? <laughs> Man, that's coming I'm up. juiced. Um, I'm. Um, I, I'm, I'm uh, juiced for it too. I didn't. I didn't watch the Bulls. I watched like some Bulls in the '90s, but my real love for basketball came in 2000 or like 99 when I saw Kobe for the first time. But with this documentary, I'm more interested in the stories. Like, you know, you've he- you've heard all of them, but just to to come from the horse's mouth is just uh, it, it just gives it a different experience. Jordan, yeah. I want to hear about Jordan and his gambling problem. Like, why? If they're going to address why he really dipped out for two years, uh, I want to hear about Scotty, what Scotty thinks about almost being traded. Uh, what else is there? Rodman, you know, there's stories of him during the finals flying and man. Listen, listen, I saw the Dennis Rod- listen, I, I saw the Dennis Rodman story, uh, his documentary. I want to see what the Bulls really thought about because I was like, wow. They really, they really brought this man on the team, but it, but he you can never tell anybody nothing job. if you perform right. Like, I come to work, I come to work fucked up, but if I'm doing my shit, exactly, don't say nothing to me. Let's just keep it moving. <laughs> hey, yes, I, I gotta say, Dennis Rodman lived the wildest lifestyle. All so maybe, maybe getting to hear some more behind the scenes, and it's like, damn. And then I'm hearing, then you hearing about? I know you despise this team, but. Gotta give Steve Kerr his possibility. Yeah, like, right. Like Steve Kerr was really and part all the of the heads they and, got, uh, that they interviewed. Like they got Stern, um, Adam Silver, Obama, Kobe, Magic. They got people on this documentary. Yes. They got. They. Got, I think. I think Oprah came yeah, on there. I'm like, are you? I want to see the phenomenon through their eyes. Yeah. They. I want because. I think, like I said, by by that time they said it was a worldwide phenomenon because the Bulls were just so damn dominant. You know what I'm saying? I was like, God damn! And it was like, because I remember like watching Shaq and was going up. I was like, God damn, Shaq, Shaq and the Magic could do nothing with him. Which then he went to L.A. and well, that was that. But my real question is, if MJ hadn't retired, do you think it would be on some ranks? real shit? If uh, Reinsdorf wasn't such a bitch, they probably would have ran nine. They really probably they damn sure could have ran nine, but and it sucks the last year of they they just wanted to get rid of management. I'm like, if I'm management and I have a team that's ripping off six titles in a row, I'm like, I'm gonna do everything I can to hold on to keep this round going. So now I'm a little curious too, like, but um, I'm happy ESPN has decided to yeah. bump up the release because originally it was supposed to come out <laughs> in June, but because ain't shit going on. If I hell, if I was ESPN, I'd oh, people would shit. love that. I just play that shit every day next week instead of man. And then I'm, and then I'm hearing they're putting it on Netflix too. Yeah, but I don't know if they're gonna do it, release it via episode, or they just gonna um just release it as long as ESPN releases it. But if that shit's on Netflix, yeah, hell yeah, man, well, you better know believe what, everybody you know why they it, right? Because LeBron asked for it. Yeah, yeah, so um Oh so really Mark, Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry, and and LeBron, they were on they were on their podcast 
And LeBron, you know, it was just like a little remark like, hey, ESPN, y'all got to release it. And not, I swear to you, not but 30 minutes after that podcast episode was released on YouTube, ESPN announced, hey, we'll fucking do it. We're going to release two episodes per week. So if LeBron asks, they will provide. Yeah, it, it sucks that it took for LeBron to say something. No, don't – um. Nothing wrong, nothing against oh, yeah. LeBron, nothing. Like, I got all props for LeBron, but it shouldn't take LeBron to say something for y'all to finally want to make this man. Yeah, that's true. To make this happen. It's crazy. Because cause when they saw this whole pandemic cancel all sports, they should have been dropped that shit. It's like nothing wrong with watching the old so sports you... games, but I'm like, go, man, go, no, no, go, my bad. I remember, what's up? I was gonna mm-hmm. say I got tired of watching the old sports games, reliving mm-hmm. these classics. So, what do you like, think okay, kept them from so it. from doing from so long, like holding it so long? I don't know. I think they just wanted. I think they were having hopes that the NBA season will resume, and um, yeah, I yeah, think that's that sounds like their that, hopes were. That sounds so. like the most plausible one, huh? Yeah, so I was just like, um, maybe they're just holding off hope for the season to um come back on. So I think that's probably why they held off on releasing it. So and then I read something else that said Michael Jordan's only decided to drop these documentaries to protect his legacy. What? what? Wait, can you can you uh, elaborate a little bit more on that? Um, I think I saw an article that said that LeBron, that Michael Jordan has released, decided to release the last against dance Le- to protect uh-huh, his legacy uh-huh. against LeBron. And when I read, yeah, I felt, I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, it's that's stupid. It's like you a legend in your own right. You shouldn't have I, to protect I your think legacy that just against anybody. His competitive nature, man. Uh, he was a dog. I read something in the Athletic today where he was talking about his teammates and, you know. And the stories behind him being like an asshole, like not being a good teammate, like punching Steve Kerr in the face and all that shit. But what he wanted most is for him and his teammates to be there with him. So I think that just speaks into his competitive nature and what kind of person he actually was. Because, I mean, like, you don't lose it. You, you don't lose that fire in you, especially when... Everybody, I'm sure everybody's always in his ear like, yeah, you could have won two more. You could have won three more. And and it, it, it just eats him alive. And it, it, it also fed into his gambling addiction, you know. Like, he's always just got to gotta have that, that competitive edge. He's always got to have something, you know. And that, hearing you say that, it just, uh, it kind of solidifies it for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. I was like, damn, really, MJ? I'm like, you you don't have to compete against nobody. Your legacy mm-hmm. is already set in stone, man. We know you're the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? LeBron LeBron is great and all. I think he's going to get a ring with the Lakers before he retires and all. But M- MJ, you dominate a whole decade. Even though what LeBron did eight straight years in the finals, man, ain't nobody, nobody going to touch that again. But yeah, you shouldn't I feel like you it's need just... to. But that just goes to MJ. And you're, no, you're completely right. Like, MJ shouldn't worry about that because eight straight, like, MJ didn't just win six finals. He prevented a bunch of motherfuckers from being 
from being becoming champions. Like a lot of people are gonna be forgotten after this. After this, uh, after your my era, I, I don't know how old you are, but after our era, nobody's gonna remember like John Stockton or Carl Malone, or you know they'll remember Patrick Ewan or Reggie. Mm-hmm. Mill- they'll, well, they'll remember Reggie Patrick Ewan or but like. They won't remember them as players no more because Michael Jordan basically erased all that shit. And LeBron, you know, he was kind of a carousel when it came to championships. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I I think LeBron kept a lot of people in the East out of the finals, though. I will say that. Yeah, LeBron kept everybody out of the East in the finals. So, but those, and these are Hall of Fame players, too. So it's like, I don't know why you would want to do that, but do you think? Do you think by you think crazy? Hypothetically speaking, do you think <laughs> MJ will get ring seven with Charlotte? Mm, as hell owner? no, he is a terrible owner. That man, he, he he slaps his players in the back of the head like there's kids. You you <laughs> you can't win like that. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, damn, old, damn MJ. Uh, I think some players they try to be they try to be executives and then it just don't work. The only one I've yeah. seen it make work is Larry Bird. That's the only one. Hmm. That's the only. That's the only one I've seen. Only player executive oh, that yeah. may uh, see make work. Well, and also John Lynch too. You no, know what I'm saying? Not John Lynch. Uh, I think John. Let's see, John Lynch. Uh, um, he, oh well, he was. Cool. I don't know. Maybe executive Steve for the Suns for a minute, wasn't he? But, but he. Yeah, yeah, he was. Nah, he, you're right though. Yeah, but, but he just didn't get real, that they've Spurs. had success, but not reaching. I mean, not even John Lynch has the. Oh wait, yeah, not even John Lynch reached the ultimate goal. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have a Super Bowl. He's a GM, so yeah. I mean, yeah, just because they yeah. they were a great player does not transfer over to the business world. You know, like you you can be good in business in other sectors, but as far as running a team, you gotta really be in that shit. Right, right, yeah. That's you really have to be in that shit, man. Well, okay, we're gonna get to the point where we're almost about to close it out here. So, what can people uh, expect from, from both the double of your dribble? You'll you'll expect some funny, hilarious barbershop shit talk with no network bullshit. And what I mean by that is we will never pander or can audience. You know, like we we want to build a community of shit talkers, and it goes a lot of the same for off the stoop. But double dribble, it's it's its own man. Like it's five knuckleheads, and we're just out there having a good time and hoping everybody has like a good has a good listen and enjoys the insight and the fuckery that double dribble is like aiming to be. And off the stoop, it's it's a little bit more of the same, man. Except I've expanded my I've expanded my subjects. You know, like. My my whole thing is uh, off the stoop is a conversation starter. Um, whether I sound stupid, whether I sound like a fucking genius, like I want people to let me know and tell me why. Because, like like I said, I wanna I wanna build a community. I wanna talk to people and not just and not just you know press for likes or do all this shit. Like I wanna meet people in person or like have a real conversation because I. We're losing that shit these days. Not everybody can have a titillating conversation, which is like 
amazing to me given like the technology that we have now. So I just want to bring back and I want to give I want to give shit talkers a space where they can kind of just be themselves. And that's not to say I like I I don't want no racist shit. I don't want no bigotry on here. I just want non-PC culture in this podcast, you know, like good whole shit talk because uh like a con- my my big thing is a conversation isn't a cosign. Like and what I mean by that is like I could be talking about Trump in a positive way. That doesn't mean I support the guy, but it's a conversation, you know, and it's a conversation that we have to have. Like he's a fucking idiot as a president, but he's a great marketer because he's a business mind. So like it's just things like that that I want subjects I want to throw out like that where People aren't always comfortable, but it needs to be talked about. And I want to give people a space where we can all just converse about it and not be judged or blocked or canceled for it. Yeah, that's definitely real. If we could, if we could get to the point where we have opinions and not be canceled for it, man, that'd be a, a good look. But uh, we hope for that day to come. But lastly. Watch people subscribe to your two podcasts. Um, people should subscribe to my two podcasts because, man, I got, I got a lot to say. That, that's the biggest way. I that's the most I can tell you. I got a lot to say, and you know, I'm an educated young man who's not afraid to hold back on his shit, man. Like I, I want to talk my shit and. You know that that's that's it. Let's uh, like that's where that's where I want to end it. Like you, people gotta find people gotta subscribe and find out, and it's gonna be really good. Hey, that's that's real, ladies and gentlemen. This is um this is your man V Jones. This is Look at Talk. This is the exclusive round. Tanea, I do want to tell my guest Wally holding it down out of San Francisco. Hey, thank you for man, coming on the Liquor really Talk. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, my brother. Liquor Talk. Hopefully, I can get you on to Off the Stoop soon so we can talk a little bit more of that shit. But hey, uh, I just want to say thank you to all the healthcare workers. Thanks to all the grocery clerks, every Amazon workers. Uh, fuck Jeff Bezos. Um, and everybody stay safe, stay healthy, man. That's the biggest thing. Like, we'll come out of this. Hey, that's real. Shout out to all the healthcare workers, y'all. Everything, y'all, the backbone of this country. Listen, whenever you want to get me on, you let me know because I might be in Florida and you in California, but your boy is just a DM away. Yes, sir. Let's do it. You just got to slide in DMs. Let's make it happen. Hey, we got this. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Liquor Talk exclusive round for today, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you for pointing it up with us, talking to this great conversation. Until the next time we meet.